This is the Organizational Health Advantage Podcast with Keith Hadley and James Felton, Principal Consultants at Table Group. They're in the business of coaching leaders to build strategic focus and cultural alignment that leads to amazing results. This podcast is for leaders who are looking to increase productivity and morale while decreasing politics, confusion, and unwanted turnover. Welcome to the Org Health Advantage. And we're back on the Org Health Advantage podcast. I'm your host, James Felton, and I'm joined with my colleague, as always, and good friend, Keith Hadley. Keith, how are you? Doing great, James. We're, we're going to dive into some deep water today, and I'm pretty excited about that. We're going to be talking about the underlying guiding principles that are required to be a leader. And I think in our work, we find that sometimes leaders don't know what their underlying guiding principles are. You know, I think a quote that comes to mind for me is, you know, the best leaders have a leadership point of view and they can teach it to others. And we often find ourselves with leaders yeah. who probably don't know what their leadership point of view is. They've been very successful moving up through the ranks yeah. of a particular function and now they're leading and they are often challenging them to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've often asked leaders, you know, what are you, do you have personal core values for leadership? And, and so often they don't, and it's not a judgment against them. I get it, you know, but when they start thinking about it, they start thinking how like, oh, this will really help me in the future. If I could identify some core values for me as a leader, that will really help. And and I've got so many leaders who have done that. That all stems from somebody that we have really enjoyed getting to know and, and read a lot about and listen to podcasts and all of that as a guy named Alan Mulally. Yeah, who, we talk about him a lot. We talk about him a lot. He's so influential uh, in, in leadership circles and and he was very influential at Boeing and Ford when he took over there and and helped lead great organizations and at Ford helped lead them through some really rocky times and take it from a $1 stock to an $18 stock. And when he took over, they were about to lose $17 billion. But two years later, they were the only domestic car manufacturer who didn't take bailout money in the 2008 recession. So did a lot of great things. And, and he also left Ford when he retired with a 93% approval rating. Yeah. So pretty great stuff. So it's like, hey, let's follow what he was doing, you know? And, yeah, and, uh, and I think most would say, well, he must have been the smartest guy in the room. Boy, he must have <laughs> had great strategic ideas about the best way to run an automotive company. And yes and no at the same time, you know, which right. was so great about him. You know, um, uh, he wasn't always the smartest in the room. In fact, at one point he said, hey, guys, I know airplanes. I don't know cars. Like, I need your help here. And so, you know, his his core values as a leader were discipline, humility, and courage. Yeah. He felt like if he lived those three on a daily basis, he would have a really great foundation for leading big organizations. But yeah. this would be true for big or small. Yeah. And and we want to double down on that last one, which is courage. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love this topic. Um, you know, we, we work with Pat Lencioni, uh, author. He talks a lot about, about humility, about vulnerability. The ideal team player begins with, you know, being humble, hungry and smart. Yeah. Um, but we were meeting with Pat once 
and we got onto the topic of like the leaders that we choose to work with. Like who, what, what are the, when we're trying to help change the world of work by le- working with leaders who want to transform their organizations, you know, what do we look for? And it was interesting because the first word that came up was courage. Yeah. 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 And, and there are so many spots when leading an organization where it's going to take some courage. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, um, and so when you think about this, Keith, where, where do you think, like, what takes the most courage? Wow. As a, as a leader. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think courage is going to be closely associated with wisdom because I think it takes a lot of courage to be wrong and to know that you're wrong and to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. And it takes just as much courage to be right and to know that you're right and to tow, you know, and just to stick to a course of action. Yeah. Uh, and so I think along with courage is like the courage to have an open mind, the courage to stay curious the courage to, you know, to, to be strong enough to admit when you've made a mistake yeah. or to admit that you need help, uh, to, to have that kind of self-confidence and that, and that, that self-perception. I think it's that courage to, to recognize, you know, the role that I'm in is going to require me to make decisions. And I need to be courageous enough to let my team know I don't always know what the right decision is. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. need help. But at the end of the day, I still need to make a decision and then I need to stick with that decision until we realize it's not the right decision. Then we'll make a new decision. You know, all of that requires courage because it, I think it flies in the face of what many people think leadership is supposed to be about, which is like, he's the guy that knows all the answers that will take us in the right direction, that we'll have a hundred percent confidence in that, you know, He'll know, you know, the right thing to do that she'll have the best strategy laid out, you know, right. she'll have the best perspective on what, you know, it's like, no, no, no. The best leaders are the ones who can come to the team with courage and say, you know, this is what we need to do. Uh, or I don't know what we need to do and I need, I need your help. So like that type of human vulnerability requires a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you just connected a dot. I was waiting to jump in and do, Um, you know, Brene Brown, who we love her work because she has done a lot of research on something we've been talking about for 20 plus years, which is vulnerability, you know, vulnerability based trust. And Brene Brown would say, you know, since we're running a business and we're not out in the front lines of fighting a battle or we're not first responders, you know, um, she would say that vulnerability, our ability to be vulnerable is our biggest sign of courage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like how vulnerable we could be is also how courageous we are. Right. Um, Right. In fact, I think I, I like how she said it. She says that there's no act of vulnerability that doesn't require a tremendous amount of courage. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and, it, and I, it, you know, when you picture like a soldier on a battlefield having to run from a safe position through an unsafe position to get to another safe position or to help somebody else, you recognize like, wow, they are making themselves vulnerable and exactly. you see that courage. Um, but when you see an executive on a leadership team, um, maybe being challenged from the floor or challenged by a peer yep. or by a subordinate yep. uh, or, or you, you see, you know, a functional leader whose function is really in trouble. Yep. 
And yep. you know that there's this moment where they, they finally just say, well, you know what? I need some help here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I just, I, I love that moment because they think it's like weakness and we're over there like applauding because we're like, yeah. this is amazing. Like to have the courage just to say what needs to be said or to admit the truth yeah. uh, so that the team can move forward. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm hearkening back to a time that I was in a big, it wasn't an all hands, but it was with the executive team and about 350 key influencers in a very big publicly traded company. Yeah. And the CEO was fairly new. He had been promoted uh, from within, but he was still fairly new. And he was uh, up in front sharing some strategy and cultural priorities for the organization. And one of the people in the audience was a highly respected person who had been there also for decades. And he got up and really challenged what the CEO was saying. Yeah. Stood up in front of everybody and challenged it. And that CEO could have easily gotten defensive and could have easily shot back some, you know, <laughs> thrown some stones right back at that guy. And he didn't. He said, I am so glad you brought up something that probably was hard to say and probably like took some courage to, to stand up in front of everybody and say, and I can't promise you that we'll change our priorities based on this. But I can promise you that we'll go back into some meetings and talk about this some more. Yeah. yeah. This is this is now not set in stone. We'll we'll talk about it some more on the executive team. But it took yeah. real courage to one, not blast or two, not even change right then and there based on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. Bow, bow to the pressure that right. you know, I, I love that story. And because everybody would say, wow, the most courageous guy in the room was the guy who stood up to the CEO. Right. And f for sure. Yeah. That required a lot of courage, you know, but the second most courageous person in the room was the CEO is just like, you know what? You bring up a really good point. Yeah. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. And, and, and I know the rest of the story, they actually did change yeah. that decision based on that feedback. And in their next session with that same 350, he celebrated that moment of like, you know, this guy helped us see something that we had, that we had talked about, but we hadn't seen it as clearly as we thought. And I, yeah. I just want to thank him again for doing that. And that's yeah. why we've now added, you know, that idea to kind of our basic pillar yeah. and, um, and, it spoke volumes to the rest of the organization, but man, to have that self-awareness and that poise and the, the humility and the courage to yeah. say, you know what, this is a good thing. Yeah. So he, yeah. I think what helped him in that moment is like, this was a moment of truth and he was not, he didn't feel the need to protect himself as the CEO. Yes. He was like, I know who I am. Yes. I know what I know. Yes. I know what I don't know. That's a really good point. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, and, and that was the f one of the first steps in, yeah. in the transformation of that company and the perception of executives there that, you know, they were up in the ivory tower and they would get defensive. It was a very guarded culture, very siloed culture. And that was those, one of those first steps where people saw a change. Yep. Yep. You know, like, and it took courage. Yeah. 
Um, it, it took courage for that person. Like you said, it took courage for the CEO to be open-minded. You know, that's another thing. Yep. Being open-minded, being curious, being committed to learning, being committed to like, I'm going to bring an opinion here, but I'm open to other people yep. poking holes at it in yeah. order to craft the best idea, the best strategy, the best solution. That all takes courage. Yeah. 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 We, we've also been in the room, James, with leaders who displayed a tremendous amount of courage in the other direction. Um, I remember one one moment that we were together at where uh, a CEO was given, he had been given a lot of feedback from his team that he was being too aggressive time-wise, not aggressive behaviorally, but too aggressive in his in his prioritization and his timeframes and how much he thought the team could get done by the end of the year. Um, but he was kind of confronted with the reality of the market position they were in, mm -hmm. uh, the reality of their financial position. Mm -hmm. um, he had a pretty strong vo point of view about the capability of the team. And he, I remember at the end of this particular discussion, the team was trying to get him to say, hey, we can get X amount done by the end of Q1. And he said, we need to get it done by the end of the year. This is a, a, a Q4 discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it had a couple of rounds back and forth and he was open-minded, but he just said, you know what? I know this is not going to be a popular move. But we're going to put a, a you know a twelve thirty deadline on this, and right. it's going to be it's going to be done by the end of this year, and I'm going to expect you guys to do it. And it wasn't popular, and 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 he was the first to say like it you know if this is a bad decision, if this ends up putting too much stress in the organization, I will be the first one to admit it. But I think we can do it, and I think we need to do it. And sure enough, like the team accepted that prompt. They they really responded well to how direct and how clear he was to make this unpopular decision and to ask them to do something hard. Yeah. And then when we followed up with them, turns out they got it done. Yeah. And it, 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 it took that kind of focus. And also the, the leader was really like, okay, if we're going to get this done, I'm going to have to make, you know, help them prioritize and take some other things off their plate. And so it really, it focused the team in a way that he easily could have backed away from that. Yeah, absolutely. And not only in that moment, but in meetings to follow right? where he had to stand up and remind the team, he knew it was going to be unpopular. Yeah. Remember, we're still going after this goal by this deadline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not wavering. So resolve takes some courage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then and then the other example I I think about with this is somebody we recently interviewed on the podcast who's Todd Douchy. Yeah. Who was promoted and um, and realized he was promoted to CEO and realized not right away, but realized I'm going to need to make a change at this position on the team. Yeah. Somebody who was close to Todd and yep. uh, somebody who Todd liked a lot. Yeah. That person was not at the executive level and Todd made that change. And then, you know what happened after that? Todd realized, oh, I need to make a change here. Yeah. And, and that takes a lot of courage to make those changes when you've worked with them for a while, you know, he was promoted from within. So he had worked with these people, but really understanding like the direction we need to go is going to need an upgrade at this position and this yep. position. And over time, that courage 
it, it was paying dividends and it made him more courageous to make other changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as as you're saying that, I'm reminded of uh, Patrick Lencioni's book, The Motive, which is now a couple of books ago. And so we maybe don't talk about it as much, uh, but it, it the underlying idea being, you know, well, well, what gives you the courage to do these hard things? Yeah. And I think what Pat was trying to say in that book was the underlying courage is that when you recognize that your role of, as a leader, that being a leader is not a perk, it's not a privilege, it's a responsibility. Yes. It's it's like a heavy backpack that you have to wear because you are responsible for the organization. I think that is what maybe gives you the resolve to say, hey, the role that I'm in as a leader kind of demands I'd make some pretty tough calls. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, I it, it's going to be the courage to have uncomfortable conversations with people because yes. it's your responsibility. Yes. And it's because you're trying to serve the organization and not the individual. It's the courage to build a cohesive team, which often involves asking people to change their behavior. And if they won't change their behavior, you might need to change the team. Right. Or in your case, changing people based on capability. Like this is a great person. We're good friends. Their behaviors are fine, but I just don't have the confidence they're going to be able to scale the operation or scale the product or scale the engineering the way it needs to be done. And so I'm going to have to find a different person. You know, that requires the courage to disappoint somebody. Yeah. Um, I just, I have another example with a leader who was taking over a very large organization from his father. Hmm. And he inherited people on his team that had worked for his father. Hmm. But the behaviors and some of the competencies weren't what this new leader wanted. Yeah. And that was, that took a lot of courage. Yep to change people who had served his father well, yep. but were not serving him so well. Right, right. And uh, and he changed two of them and hired two new people. And the upgrade to the team dynamic, the upgrade to the decision-making, the upgrade to the, the maturity and intellectual conversations, like, it was night and day. Yeah, yeah. And so just applaud those moves because because those aren't easy moves. You know, they do yeah. take courage. You know, uh, it, it occurs to me, James, as you're talking about this, maybe to identify, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're a leader, what are what are some areas right now in your leadership that are going to require some courage and like what's getting in the way? And I think it might be helpful to identify, well, what's the underlying fear? So courage would always be connected with fear, Right. Right. Like yeah. courage to have a hard conversation with somebody. Well, what's the fear? Well, that this person will, you know, dissolve into tears or this person will dissolve into a fit of rage. They're, get they're defensive gonna, and fight They're going to get defensive. They're going to yeah. punch me in the face. It's like, are you afraid of that? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, or, 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 um, they might leave. The, yeah. The, or the courage to admit that you're wrong. Right. I, I dealt with, with some leaders recently. And they they fundamentally lacked the courage to change their minds because they felt that changing their mind on something would would be a sign of weakness. And mm -hmm. one leader in the group had the courage to confront and to change his mind and was ultimately, you know, kind of like sidelined and rejected because he he changed his mind. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but that required a lot of humility and a lot of courage to change one's mind. And, I, you know, so like what what's the fear? And I think, well, the, the fear of changing your mind is that 
you have to admit that you made a bad decision. And maybe right. if I have to admit that, then maybe people don't think I should be the leader and then maybe I won't be the leader. And then suddenly you realize I'm actually serving in the interest of maintaining my position rather than serving as a way to serve the organization. So we're back to the motive. What is your underlying motive? What are your underlying fears? Right. So maybe let's end this podcast with like maybe just a simple, a simple list or a simple, you know, kind of like, yeah, a simple list of things for leaders. What, what do you need the courage to do? Well, for sure, have hard meetings, excuse me, hard conversations. Yep. Um, you need to, in meetings, you need to play the role of both, hey, we're driving for a decision, but we're also looking for productive behaviors, and I need to call those out when we're not getting there. Yep. We need to have the courage to make a change on the leadership team if necessary. Right. We might need, uh, we need courage to break a tie in a meeting when there's a decision and, and people are spinning and it's not getting, we're not resolving it. Yep. The leader often needs to land the plane. Yep. Um, and that takes courage. And sometimes to even go against what everybody else's wishes might be, they still yep. feel like this is the best way to do it. So like not leading by consensus takes courage. Right. 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 Uh, I'll pause. There's probably some things that you would think how you would answer this too. I, I love your list so far. I think it's, I think it's the courage to be wrong. Yep. Uh, the courage to admit that you don't know something. Yep. Um, the courage to ask for help. Absolutely. The, the, the courage to decide and to ask others to commit. Absolutely. Like I'm going to, I'm going I'm to make a decision. I'm going to ask for a commitment. Yep. The courage to hold people accountable when yep. they don't live up to their commitments. Right. Yeah. Um, the courage to end a relationship on a team. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that can be tough. Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot, maybe our challenge to you as a listener today is like, what, what is something in your leadership today that is just simply going to require more courage? And then secondly, who would you need to talk to? Who would you need to process that with to, to determine like, what, it, what is your fear? Are there, are there pros and their cons? And, you know, uh, that's often, James, what we end up doing with our leaders when we do our kind of our coaching or check-in calls is like, you know, it, we often are giving them, helping them find or giving them the courage that they need to make hard decisions, uh, to stay the course, to make a change, you know, to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So leaders, be courageous. Yes. That's our word for the day. Absolutely. Courage. Great, great conversation, Keith. Thank you so much. All right, James. All right. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to the Org Health Advantage. Your hosts, Keith and James, are helping leaders change the world of work and invite you to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. For more resources on building stronger teams and organizational health, check out tablegroup.com. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.